Welcome once again to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. And I am your host, Greg. We like to talk about lifestyle, entertainment, and sports here at the Man Cave Huddle, where less is more. Now, in today's episode, I'd like to talk about one Mr. Jalen Ramsey and how he has some choice words for damn near all the quarterbacks in the NFL. But first, I want to introduce you to who Mr. Jalen Ramsey is. Who is Jalen Ramsey, may you ask? Mr. Jalen Ramsey is a 6'1", 208-pound cornerback. He was a 2016 first-round draft pick from the University of Florida State playing the position of cornerback. He was the fifth pick overall by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, in his second year, he was first-team All-Pro, and he also made it to the Pro Bowl. Now, entering his third year into the NFL, he's amassed 128 tackles, 31 pass defenses, six interceptions, and one pick six. And oh yeah, he put everybody on blast today saying, I'm coming for that title as the best defensive back, if not the best cornerback in the NFL. Now, when you sit there and you hear him saying, I think I'm the best, not in so many words, you sit there and say, who else is there? I mean, Revis Island, he's been gone. Richard Sherman injured his Achilles last year. Who knows how he's going to come back. But you do have some young guns out there that are vying for that spot. Mr. Xavier Rhodes, another alumni of Florida State, currently a defensive back on Minnesota Vikings, tall, physical, fast cornerback. Casey Hayward for the L.A. Chargers, Pro Bowl cornerback playing on the young Charger team, expecting big things out of this upcoming season for the team as well as himself. And Mr. Ramsey's teammate in A.J. Bouye. These are some of the cornerbacks that are tops in the league right now. So when Mr. Ramsey throws his hat into the ring and says, don't forget about me, I mean, he does have a point. Now, if he's not the best already, I mean, he's going to solidify it this season. Now, let's get into some of the things that he had to say in an article in GQ magazine written by Mr. Clay Skipper. Now, this took place on Memorial Day weekend out in Soho, being interviewed, and uh, he had some things to say. So let's get right into it. Now, um, I'm going to quote and I'm going to paraphrase. So right now I'm going to paraphrase what Jalen had to say about the Cleveland Browns picking Baker Mayfield. If all those teams were wanting Baker Mayfield so bad, Baker compares better with Lamar Jackson than any of those other quarterbacks. So if they want that type of quarterback, confident, get out of the pocket, throw on the run, big plays, charisma, then yeah, I understand Baker going number one. But if all those other people were competing and wanting Baker too, then why wasn't Lamar the second quarterback chosen instead of at the first round? That is a good point. I mean, big plays, charisma, being able to throw on the run. Lamar Jackson in this draft probably does that 
better than I don't want to say better than anyone, but he's probably right behind Baker Mayfield, and I would say Sam Darnold. I mean, I was shocked to see how far Lamar Jackson felt. I didn't think he was going to drop almost to the second round. So that right there, I mean, I think it. it, it he had, he had some he had some validity to it, but now he got some smoke for some of these other quarterbacks. Quote, I think Buffalo Bills draft pick Josh Allen is trash. I don't care what nobody say. He's trash. And it's going to show, too. That's a stupid draft pick to me. We play them this year, and I'm excited as hell. I hope he's their starting quarterback. He played at Wyoming. Every time they played a big school, like they played at Iowa State, which is not a big school in my opinion because I went to Florida State and he threw five interceptions and they lost by a couple touchdowns or something like that. He never beat a big school. If you look at his games against big schools, it was always hella interceptions, hella turnovers. It's like, yo, if you're this good, why couldn't you do better? He fits that mold. He's a big, tall quarterback, big arm. Supposedly, I don't see it personally. Mm. Tell us how you really feel, Jalen. Now, he goes in a little bit more talking about Lamar Jackson going to uh, 32nd to the Ravens. And then he talks about the Ravens' current quarterback. And this is what he had to say. And just being honest about it, Joe Flacco sucks. I played him two years in a row. He sucks. Oh, my goodness. Now, for all the smoke that he's throwing out there, let's talk about guys that he has a little bit of respect for. Aaron Rodgers does not. Tom Brady does not. In terms of him saying who sucks and doesn't suck. I'm paraphrasing now. I got to think now about all the teams. I think Marcus Mariota is a great quarterback for the team. I think Tyrod Taylor is actually a better quarterback that he gets credit for. Because he does not make mistakes. He's honestly a Marcus Mariota type player. Where he can manage a game really well. Always has the team in a position to be in the game late in the game. He just doesn't have turnovers that often. That's all you, that's really all you need, especially if you get a good defense. Now, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, nobody's going to sit there and argue that. Tyrod Taylor, you know, he, that's an interesting point. Because when you think about Tyrod Taylor, you think of him as, I mean, he's not bad, but he's not great. But he's not bad. He's like a second-tier quarterback, a transitional quarterback. And for him to sit there and give high praise to him as well as Marcus Mariota, I mean, that's that's very interesting. Interesting to see how Tyrod Taylor is going to play on the Browns and what the season is looking like for the Tennessee Titans. But let's get more to some of this smoke and what he's saying about some of these other quarterbacks. Are you sold on the Jimmy Garoppolo hype? This is a question. I don't know yet. Just because when they beat us, his hype picked up. They were like he beat the number one defense. It was all schemes. He didn't beat us. It It wasn't like he diced us up. It was literally all schemes. They were doing, they were doing flat routes to the wide open fullback. And now he's just describing a little bit of the strategy and basically saying that Jimmy Garoppolo last year, was all scheme and there wasn't any talent. Now, I will say this. The guy wasn't there the entire offseason to really delve into that playbook. 
So maybe it could have been scheme. Maybe it couldn't. Maybe he just didn't have a good grasp of the playbook. But I give him a break on that. But now here's some interesting quarterback that he has some things to say. Now, throughout this interview, he just, you know, as I'm reading this article, it kind of felt like this uh, this guy, Skipper, that was interviewing him, uh, Clay Skipper, it kind of felt like he said, all right, um, I really don't know all the quarterbacks in the league off the top of my head like this since we throw, since we talking. So he just whipped out his phone and just probably checked on a whole bunch of NFL teams and just said, you know what? Look, I'm going to really tell you how I feel. Because how many times do we sit there and say we want athletes to be honest? And he said, you really want the truth? Can you handle the truth? And this is some of the things that he had to say. More. He says, Deshaun Watson, he'll be the MVP in a couple years. 100%. There's not even a debate about that. Him and Carson Wentz. For every year starting now until 5 to 10 years, it's going to be them two. They're that good. Jared Goff. He's above average. Mm. I mean, those two things, Deshaun, to me, you got to be a mobile quarterback with a strong arm, and you have to be able to attack the downfield. Wentz and Deshaun Watson, they both do that. What do you have to say about Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott? He's good. He's all right. He's okay. I'll put it that way. Ezekiel Elliott runs that team, though. Everything runs through Zeke. Another comment where you're sitting there saying, is he really talking trash? Is he really talking garbage or is he really speaking the truth? I mean, that's, 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 that's honest to me. I mean, he has comments to say about Kirk Cousins. I mean, this was, to me, I found this to be interesting too. What he had to say about Kirk Cousins. He goes on to say, I think he's good. I think he's a winner. He's a hell of a competitor. Coming off the play action, he's the best quarterback in the league. Play action passing, he's a hell of a quarterback. I was like, wow. I mean, I don't think that Kirk Cousins is bad, but for him to give high praise to a quarterback that is Kirk Cousins, to me, he's like a Tyrod Taylor. But, you know, I guess Jalen sees not the statistical value or the production in terms of stats of what the quarterback brings to the field. It's more like a skill set. And from an athlete perspective, can he beat me with his skills? It doesn't matter if you put up 350 yards or four touchdowns, but yet you lose. With your skill set, can you help or put your team in a position to win and limit errors in that what process? That's what it sounds like to me. I mean, he, he goes on to talk about my beloved Eli Manning. He says, I think, he, I think um, Eli Manning, it's not really Eli I think it's Odell Beckham Jr. I won't say Eli's good. I'll say Odell's good. And their connection is good. Look, when you look at Eli, two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback, coming off the past year, winning three games, it's hard to sit there and say Eli's a top quarterback. I will say that Odell has revived Eli's career to a degree. But I don't want to sit there and say that Eli Manning's not good. That's a little bit of a stretch. I think he's good, but not great. He goes on to say that Russell Wilson, he thinks, is a good quarterback. Now, get this. Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's decent at best. It's not Big Ben. It's Antonio Brown. 
Big Ben slings the ball a lot of the time. He just slings it, and his receivers go get it. He has a strong arm, but he ain't all that. I played him twice a year, and he really disappointed me. He'll be in the Hall of Fame and all that. I don't know what that last sentence was supposed to mean. Like, basically, you say he's not that good, but then you'll say he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Now, I will say this. Last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers played the Jaguars twice, and in one game, the Jaguars picked off Ben Roethlisberger five times, and the second time, they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh for the right to go to the AFC title in which they lost to the New England Patriots. So when you sit there, when he makes a comment like that about Big Ben, it's like, oof, he is talking from experience. Now, when he talks about his, his, uh, <laughs> the quarterback of his own team, where he's talking all this junk and trash about all these other quarterbacks, a lot of the league says the same, if not worse, about his quarterback. And what does he have to say about his own quarterback? Blake do what he got to do. I think in crunch time moments, like last year's playoff game, not as a team, because we would have trusted him. But I think as an organization, we should have trusted him to keep throwing it. So pretty much, I think the point he's trying to make right here is that the team and the organization don't have the faith in him, but he's just not wanting to bury his quarterback. He's trying to be a good guy right there by not trying to bury his quarterback. Now, one last quarterback that he really had some smoke for is uh, Mr. Ryan, not Mr. Ryan, Mr. Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan's overrated. You can't tell me you win MVP two years ago and then last year you were complete bust and you still got Julio Jones. There's no way that should ever happen. I don't care. You know what that tells me? That tells me offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan, who left, and he, now he's the head coach of San Francisco, and he's also Jimmy Garoppolo's head coach. Okay? That's why he had a bad year, because he didn't have his old offensive coordinator. All right? Well, was it really you, or was it really a coach? He was doing what he was asked of him, and it was making him look really, really good. Now, does he have a point there? Look, two years ago, these guys made the Super Bowl, should have won the Super Bowl MVP year, and it didn't work out. Last year, I don't want to say it was a bad season because he still made the playoffs, but the offense just looked like they were still reeling from the agonizing defeat that they suffered to the New England Patriots. Now, I think what's the catalyst of the point that he's trying to make here is that Matt Ryan is the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. So when you're the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, you got to be doing things like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady because you're making all that money. And whether or not it's justified or not, when you're making all that money, production has to warrant salary. Now, I think it's a little bit harsh saying that Matt Ryan's overrated or for one bad year. I mean, everybody has a bad season. So I wouldn't sit there and say, oh, he's overrated. But I mean, some of the things he has to say right there, woo! I mean, talk about tell us how you really feel, right? Now, that's pretty much the gist of the article. I paraphrased a lot. I quoted some. And then he went on to talk about more things. 
But I mean, if you want for a full read of the article, I posted the article on Twitter. You can find at the Man Cave Huddle Twitter the article. Um, my comment or my opinion on what Mr. Jalen Ramsey had to say is this. We ask our athletes for transparency. Be honest. Tell us how you really feel. But yet, when we get it from an athlete, we rip them and we say, yo, come on, man. We don't want to hear you. Just shut your mouth and play. Or better yet, shut up and dribble. Right? I mean, Mr. Ramsey answered the question in a manner in which he felt was honest to himself. Now, was it self-serving? I mean, look, nowadays, doesn't every athlete have something to promote? And he's promoting himself. I mean, in a way in which he's being honest, giving his opinion, he's also promoting himself because he sounds like a smart guy because he wasn't just saying this guy stinks because he stinks. He was he was backing it up with logical information. So, I mean, why he has to, he's smart enough guy to know that I'm going to get a lot of backlash. I'm going to get a lot of um, what? Buzz. People going to talk about me. Hype. People going to look me up. Want to see if I'm really that good. People going to really start checking for me. I'm going to be the topic of conversation. I'm going to be the lead of ESPN Sports Center. They're going to talk about what I had to say on all the sport talk radio. They're going to talk about me on the Man Cave Huddle. Now, coming into this season, if you're a diehard football fan like I am, I know Jalen Ramsey, who he is. Do I think he's highly talented? Yes. Do I think he's in line, if not one of the top cornerbacks in the league? Yes. But for him to become mainstream, maybe for him to ask for that buco money, for maybe him to get those commercial or that endorsement money, you got to have your name out there. And what's the best way to get your name out there other than saying or something or things in which he said so that he could have everybody talking about him. And now every week throughout this season, he's going to have this article brung up. First game, who's he playing? Eli Manning. So when Eli Manning plays him, what's everybody going to say? Now, you, you don't think he's good, win or lose. What do you think about how Eli Manning plays? Or after the game, it can be a, let's get Jalen Ramsey's comment on how the other quarterback played in this game. Was it good? Was it bad? It's self-promoting. But in a way, it's smart because what he said was entertaining. It was fun, but it kind of makes you laugh because it, 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 he knew that this was getting out there, but it feels like it was one of those conversations that took place where it was like, look, this is off the record. Look, I don't care. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And you could write it however you wanted. And the recorder just kept recording and Jalen Ramsey kept on talking. And I'm sure the skipper guy that wrote this article was like, ooh, I can't wait to get this out there. But I mean, look, uh, the NFL with all the, the bad uh, press, all the bad media that's been surrounding it, things that have been said about the league, this is probably the first time that something entertaining has been said that's just strictly football that makes you say, I can't wait for this upcoming football season. But I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm going to be checking for Jalen because you know that teams are going to scheme to try and expose him, to try and basically get him on that and him getting burned. But I will say this. Don't be fooled 
this upcoming season, if Jalen Ramsey statistically does not have a good season, a sign of a great cornerback and some of the best in our league that didn't have those great 10 interception seasons, all these pick sixes, pass defenses, because they did not throw to them. Deion Sanders is probably one of the last cornerbacks where they tested him and he became one of the first quarter cornerbacks to where they said, we're literally not throwing to that side of the field. And that started to become the trend. It became the trend with Darrell Revis, Revis Island. I mean, the Seahawks ran a, a zone, so you couldn't sit there and not throw to Richard Sherman because the zone is pretty much a, a, an umbrella defense. But in saying that, teams rolled everything away from Richard Sherman. So if you don't see a lot of picks out of Jalen Ramsey, a lot of tackles, a lot of pass defenses, see how many times teams threw at him. The stat that you got to look at when you look at efficiency of a cornerback Pass completion percentage, yards, touchdowns, interceptions. If those numbers are all low, you got yourself a stud. Now, as I do in every episode, I want to end this with a positive quote. And in this episode, my quote is, take care of your thoughts when you are alone and take care of your words when you are with people. I'll repeat that. Take care of your thoughts when you are alone and take care of your words when you are with people. Take care and thank you for your time. Bye-bye, everybody.